I need. I know one thing and one thing only, and that is Varric is awesome, and everybody else is apparently other characters that do stuff, and sometimes Varric isn't around, so I don't need to see it. <laughs> That's, That's not wrong. You know what, Jim? Welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that, well, we were we were working on our seventh album. I think we were going to call it Ethics in Video Game Journalism. It seemed relevant, I think. And in walks, in walks a man with a giant stick. <laughs> and he just started beating, beating you with it. He, 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 he nearly killed our bass player. And I don't know why, but he... He the drummer. He, he did get the drummer. But he just kept saying voodoo over and over. And we were like, brother voodoo. And he was like, no, I'm Dr. Voodoo. What did you... Who gave you a doctorate? You just hit people with sticks. Isn't, isn't that the only requirement for a doctorate? I don't know. I'm no. sorry about that, guys. I don't know where I got the stick. I don't know where I got the Dr. Voodoo thing. I drank this green glass of liquid and all sorts of weird shit happened. See, see, I, I feel like... Wasn't thinking... that my shoe polish? <laughs> could have been. Was that my shoe polish? It could have been. Or your pomade. I needed, I, I needed that to polish my shoe. <laughs> Just because I don't have any shoes doesn't mean I don't want them polished. Have you seen the shine of my feet? They are beautiful. There is nothing quite like them in the world as shiny as my feet, except for maybe Patrick Stewart's head, but that's that's a different... I think that's natural. <laughs> well, you know... The, see, see, Patrick Stewart's head is like the opposite of Ventablack. Like, it is... It is Carbon nanotubes spun to be the brightest substance on Earth. It's true. Facts. That, by the way, the title of our ninth album. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, my name's Scott. I'm Jim, and I'm still here. And I'm Jeff, and they brought me back finally. I guess they missed me. We, 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 yeah. Why am I here again? Because you're also angry at Marvel. A little bit. A little bit. A Everybody's lot, angry at Marvel. A, a, a lot of bit. it's that show called Shield. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just gonna dive in. We're get, it's mostly gonna be catch up on the TV side with you know a thing for Ultron, which is a mixed bag. But I guess so. So is it just me or is that Agents of Shield almost? Oh yeah. But before we dive in, I'm, I'm I want to get I, I want to get all this hate out. But first, we got to do pick of the week. Wait, and, I almost forget it. Yeah. Well, I almost forgot it, so I'm going to go with the man who I don't think has a pick, Jeff. Oh, thank God. <laughs> ha, I have a pick. It's called Dragon Ball Z Abridged, the latest episode where Android 16 fought Cell. That was a hilarious episode. What the hell is going on? Oh, wait, I think I see a light. Walk towards it. Boom. <laughs> Is it sad that DBZ Abridged is actually getting a little bit better than DBZ at points? Well, I mean, we're hitting... I mean, it's actually becoming an action series now as opposed to a comedy series. Well, you know what? They keep getting better at doing getting the video. The series was basically good. Uh, we, were, we are hitting this phase where the video editors are getting a lot better at working around uh, the action scenes with new dialogue and lip flaps. And it's also the point where Dragon Ball is... At its best, if you really, really chop it down a lot, <laughs> like the, which they're yeah, doing, <laughs> yeah, like it is, it is the it is the section of the series that most benefited from the Kai treatment, and doing a bridge just makes it better. Yeah, kids don't have sixteen episodes. Piccolo and Android eight, they're at are you making noises while you shoot lasers? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> because, bitch, I drink people. That's just nasty. Yep. Okay, my turn to pick for someone. Um, Sam. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by this. So, and you should not be. 
My pick of the week, it's kind of a toss-up. I have been playing a lot of uh, Gundam Dynasty Warriors Reborn. Good. It's been very fun. I finished the Seed and Seed Destiny routes. I feel no desire to watch either show, because they're, wow. I still feel They're so dumb. I just, I couldn't get over the level of dumb. Um, and I just started giving names to every character. To you, the-, the Dynasty Warriors skips the Wedding Crashers episode, don't they? Oh, that's they? fantastic. <laughs> Not really. It skips a lot of things. And oh. you don't get to find out how crazily named your guns are. So be happy about that. Yeah. Sam? Yes? Shut up and throw to someone else. I'm not done! Or when I come there... When I come there, I will be forced to show you the whole of Sea Destiny and correct you where all the places you are wrong. <laughs> no, Scott! You have neither the time, nor the inclination, nor the beer for that outcome, Jeff, so it won't happen. Yeah. You're no fun. <laughs> yes, I'm no fun at all. Uh, Shinaska's dumb. So, so dumb. Okay, I got, like, a crash and course, and, you know... It was just enough, and I kind of wanted to cry. But the only reason I ended up playing Dynasty Warriors Gundam was because I played a really crappy review game Fuck. where it was Hyper Dimension Neptunia. And uh, the other thing I'm going to pick is everyone else is playing uh, The Witcher 3. I'm playing The Witcher 2. I lost my pants today. That's all I need to say. How? Oh, and... You the- lost your pants. <laughs> well, okay, so there's a side quest where... Where Geralt of Rivia, he, he hangs out with this mercenary group, and they do a lot of pub crawl games, and if you lose the pub crawl games, you lose your pants. And then you have to go on a whole quest to find your pants. And it turns out the brothel lady who they send you to does not have your pants. Turns out... I've been on pub crawls. I've never had that happen. Turns out it was the lady mercenary. I'm not sure if I'm about that or not. Let's just say I'm, I'm happy to have pants again. And there's a lot of hot ladies in The Witcher, so that's pretty great too. And I'm gonna throw somebody. Beard growth. Oh well, no, not not in the one I'm playing, sadly. But yes, in the third one. I know. I just love that. Okay, it's okay. A friend of mine keeps taking screenshots every time Geralt um his beard grows back, and then she cuts it off again. And (laughs) I'm like, why do you keep doing it? She's like, I just don't like it. (laughs) I was like, okay. So, uh, someone else's turn. Scott! Okay, so my pick of the week is going to, uh, the Atomic Robo Reprint Regalia Kickstarter. God, you're so predictable. So, so the guys at Atomic Robo are doing Fancy Pants hardcover reissues of all the prior edition, prior collected trades of the series, and you can buy one at random, or several at random, or buy them all. And it is delightful. It's an excellent comic, and uh, you've still, by the time this drops, you'll still have uh, about a week, a little more, ten days maybe, to get yourself some. Um, don't worry, don't be too worried about being getting a random volume because they're all good, and you don't have to read them in any real order. No. Though I like his Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West episode. That was pretty great. Yeah. Maybe you'll get lucky, and you'll get The Savage Sword of Dr. Dinosaur, which is the best comic in all comic-dom. I disagree with that statement, but that was pretty damn awesome. Behold! The dramatic reveal! That's how you enter a room. So is that also your pick of the week, Jim? And how you will announce it? No. Evan this conversation. I, I am now going to announce it that way, yes. It's not my pick of the week. Okay, so I... Yeah, that's my pick. Go back it. Get Mad Robos. It's awesome. Or if you don't, just go read it. It's free online now. Um, But uh, I say that uh, Jim should pick, because I think he's the last one. No. Oh. We didn't do Dan. Dan still has to go. Dan is a person, too. Yes, Scott. Are we sure he's people? (laughs) Not Mecha Jeff. Okay, uh, Mecha Jeff isn't people. Well, no, uh, you can't inherently prove that. <laughs> Mecha Jeff may sustain most of the principles necessary for people. He's we not, don't know that for certain. Here's the thing, though. He's not going to survive. Neither of them have bought us beer. Actually, yeah. No, neither of them have bought us beer. So within the context of the show rules, neither of them are people anyway. That's we right. Go. We established this a while ago. You know what? I'm not going to take the bait. Just move on. <laughs> So is it me or is it Dan? It, it's you, Jim. Okay. See, now you got me thinking. 
Because I had an idea, idea in mind. Yeah, no. I had an idea in mind, and then you went and you gave me another one, so I may come back to it. But, you know. Behold! The dramatic reveal! My pick of the week is Mad Max. But not the one you're thinking! I'm talking the original Mad Max. That movie is weird. This weekend, the second act is just I'm... so not anything. <laughs> yeah. I liked it, though. Like, I went back, and I'm like, no, you know, I haven't watched this in years, because I haven't. And I picked it up on Blu-ray this last week, and I watched it. And you can see the seeds for a lot of the post-apocalypse stuff we now take for granted in that film. But it's interesting because it kind of fills in the gap between life is good and normal and life is a shithole wasteland, i.e. Road Warrior and Thunderdome and Fury Road from looks of it. Like, the world, the world looks like a pretty crappy place. But people seem to be getting by. I mean, you got that great scene with Goose sitting in the diner, and you're like, this looks normal. And then things kind of go to hell. And then things really go to hell. And then Max becomes the guy that we know in Road Warrior. I just know uh, I'm never going to Australia. Yeah. Oh, no, that was, even before the apocalypse, that was a rule I had. I'm like, spiders that can climb up your drainpipe? No, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. It is a land where five out of the ten deadly. Yep. Except volcanoes. Yeah. Volcanoes are like, you know what? You've got enough problems. We're going to go bug New Zealand. Peace. Yeah, we're going to chill somewhere else. If a sarlacc was to be found on planet Earth, I guarantee it would be in Australia. And I guarantee we would find the desiccated skeleton of Fett inside it, because that motherfucker's found his way into it three goddamn times. Just imagine a volcano rising out of the sea, looking at Australia, and then just going, nope, and sinking. Did you see the spiders there? Fuck that crap. I'm going back to Monster Island. (laughs) And due to the Kickstarter reference, I'm going to sort of pull a secondary one. Because Ego, the guy behind... Oh, jeez, of course. I was going to say. I knew this was coming. Uh It's Castlevania. What do you want from me? Don't you you start. You know me in Castlevania. I'm not going to lie, though. That that, that Kickstarter video was amazing. That promo video, I like peed my pants. I was just like, that's amazing. And you've got to admit, like, he's got a basis for this. I may have ripped on Mighty Number no. 9 because I look at it and I go, dude, you could have gotten that thing made in a heartbeat if you actually wanted to. But nobody seems to be willing to make, you know, old Metroid-style Vania game. Well, Metroidvania-style games anymore. Konami's not willing to back it. We got Lords of Shadow instead. So the don't fact that he's me. trying to Kickstarter this... Hmm? Just don't remind me about Lords of Shadow. I, of, I try not to. I'm waste sorry. Waste of Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. But no, like, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you got David Hayter on board. This is looking like everything I like out of Castlevania. I'm okay with this project. Like, I haven't backed it yet, mostly because I'm trying to figure out what tier I'm going to throw money at. But I'm probably going to pick that up before the end of the month, because it's it's a Castlevania game, and it looks like it's going to be really fun. But okay, that's enough of my crazy. Over to Dan's crazy. Dan's crazy. Um, I'm going with the fact that hell has frozen over, and we finally have a Western release of Turnit. Not my fault. <laughs> Congratulations, Scott. You are off the hook. God, it has always been your fault. We have established this was your fault from the very beginning. Yeah. But the beautiful thing is, you have been forgiven. The Gundam fan community as a whole have welcomed you back, said, you know what, Scott? Yes, it was your fault. Yes, this was all your fault because you didn't buy Destiny, that we never got turn A. Your fault. But that right has been wronged. Ergo, it is no longer relevant. It's still your now fault. we just what need to put an addendum. Like, when the day comes, we won't need to put that on your tombstone. We'll put a little addendum, which was, it was Scott's fault we didn't get turn A, but then we got turn A, so it's not Scott's fault anymore. Yeah, it's no longer on the tombstone, it's just a little star, and if you yeah. look at the star, then it says that. We got yeah, ours exactly. in the mail. Like, I was so excited, I was like, Scott, I think this is a package with the thing you were talking about, so now I can have all the adventures with Lauren I want. Because he's the best Gundam protagonist. Fuck all the other ones. Look, look, I didn't buy Destiny, but you know what I did do? There's the second. I watched it on television, legit broadcasts. I was pissed off the whole time. I supported YTV and their weird fascination with putting, making sure every Vancouver dub aired, even before the CRTC made it cool for them to do it. Okay, I did my, I did my part. Still your fault. Does the second volume come out before I come down there? Uh, August 6th. Or up there? Uh, August 6th, so probably as you're leaving, it will be shipping out. So if yeah. that thing shows up, <coughs> if that thing shows up while I'm there or before I leave, we'll watch it and you will be completely forgiven. You're only halfway off the hook right now. <sighs> Sorry, sweetheart. I still love you. I still love you. Jeff doesn't understand. 
he doesn't try to understand. What the? What don't I understand? That Lauren's the best, and all the other protagonists need to go fuck themselves. He is the best in drag, I'll give him that. No, 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 no. He's the best overall. <laughs> no, no, I'm still giving that to Kinkato. I'm still giving that to Seabook. Uh... Bitchin' Scar, two kids, Baker, lives. I'm still giving that to Seabook. he's not a cross-dresser. I have a broken down psychotic. I don't know this Gundam show Scott Geeks takes this, apparently, because I, I have not seen this character. Well, it's F91 and you crossbone. Part of it is manga. Yeah. Part of it is... You, it, well, no, you picked up You picked up Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Yeah, You'll no. find him, assuming you picked up the DLC. Uh, Grab the DLC. Like, if you picked it's up... cheap this week. Okay. I don't know Grab the DLC. He's the pilot of a pirate Gundam. No, I know what the pirate Gundam is. I just didn't know the guy's name. He's, he's, he's pretty awesome. I named a cat him. after his rival. <laughs> well, it's just that she refers to as the pirate Gundam. Well, it's what it is. <laughs> One of these decades, we'll get a game that crosses over uh, G and Crossbone, so we can finally have Ninja vs. Pirate Gundams, but we'll get there. <laughs> they never seem willing to put the Gundam Spiegel in Dynasty Warriors, and I don't know why. It seems pretty... It seems our like a good pick. Our best opening that is a third season of Gundam Build Fighters. You see an army of Crossbone kits, and on the other side, an army of Gundam Spiegels all customized... They just go to war and like this is it. The ultimate battle. Shining finger. And they just defuse each other. But if you have it one on one, it's a fucking awesome fight. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's it is kind of a question. If I if it's Schwartz versus Kinkato, it'll be an awesome fight. If it's Schwartz versus Tobia, Schwartz is just gonna jump. Yeah. It's just gonna because because nobody beats Tobia. Nobody. Like, Nobody. Yeah, it's not possible. Can't be done. Nope. I've got eye fields in my fists. Fuck you. Your argument is invalid. Right, so on to the topic of Marvel. Yeah. It's gonna be here a while for a while. Now. I, I yeah. there's there's like four there's like three separate rants and then like two bits of happiness I think we're gonna have to get through tonight. So uh we we're gonna start with Agents of Shield, which is consistently almost maybe one step from being a good show. I think it's terrible. I think if it could stay on one thing for, like, an entire six-episode stretch and not have a third plotline just hanging around... Can Ming-Na Wen just be put on a better show? Because she's too, clearly too fucking good for that show. See, they keep promising spinoffs from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but if they take Ming-Na Wen off the main show, the main show will collapse. And I hope it does, because it sucks. It is so boring to watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> they also keep trying to do those spinoffs and then killing them before launch. Okay, okay, okay. I'm about to go to war with Sam on this, because I actually enjoyed this show. I will say... There's a lot of filler, especially in season one, where there's just episodes that serve absolutely no purpose. See, I'm referring more to this season. Yeah, because we really cared about what Ward was doing, so so much so that he deserved, you know, ten minutes of screen time every episode, no matter what. I'm sorry, I yeah. just, this season in particular just shows how bad the acting quality is. Sky is an idiot, and I don't understand why we're wasting time on her, because she's the special. Go fuck yourself that you're the special. You're fucking useless. Wow. She you is. really do hate this she's, show. Okay, can, can I just step in real quick? Okay. Can I just point out one yeah. thing? I think this show would be a lot better... Because the, the biggest problem is it's a network show, so they have to have 22 to 24 episode seasons. And especially at the end of season one, and you see it a lot here in season two, that they their stories seem to want to work better as smaller arcs, like t 12 or 13 episode oh, runs. I, at this point, I think they should go full British, just do six episodes right around, oh, right around the summer so they can tie into whatever the movie is at the time. Nah, flush it. It's that bad. Give me, well, my, give me my Luke Cage spinoff. I'd rather have that. Next year. Yeah, I know. Wait, two years. You're getting that. Two years. Yeah, I'd still so rather have that than more S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I'm just sorry, this season's such a joke. It, it, but everybody loves Coulson. I fucking hate Coulson! Everybody. I hate him! Coulson's gonna come back. Coulson's gonna come back next season the robot hand. I think the biggest disappointment at the end of season two was the fact that when, when Sky went to visit her dad, and he mentioned the whole thing about the adoptions, and she didn't adopt the bulldog and name it Lockjaw. Uh, see, that was the biggest cop-out, I think. Like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't have a budget for animals. You know, that would have fixed Agents the damn show. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't have a budget. 
that kind of became evident when Mr. Hyde transformed and it was just oh, more deep with a giant forehead. Yeah. Yeah, that was like dumb that. Transform. Like they they couldn't even get him into makeup. Like they couldn't even like cling on him up. He was unfrozen caveman lawyer, not Hulk. They couldn't pull, you know, a Bill Bixby, Lou Ferrigno, and just get somebody bigger and replace him. Uh, I, I swear, the veins around his neck were literally just repaints of the ones that were on Tony Stark when he was dealing with the Palladium poisoning. <laughs> Probably. I mean, but here's the issue. Like, because it doesn't have a budget, everybody just stands there looking stupid every two minutes. Like, I'm baffled at the facial really expressions cool. on the show. I'm so surprised that this person betrayed some... me. Are you that stupid? You must Damn, be. Sam. You must be. Sam, Sam. No, I'm sorry. Wait. Sam. Sam. Oh. Sam. What? Tell Sam. us about what, Sam. tell them about the beginning of the season with Lucy Lawless. Tell us oh, your sorry. feelings about that. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't get her started. Please, we'll all die horribly. You fucking killed off Lucy Lawless in the stupidest fucking way. No, because they killed, found a way to kill off Edward James own was even stupider. Yes, it's true. Okay, his was pretty dumb too. But seriously, you have Lucy fucking Lawless. You know, fucking We're all gonna Zena, die, aren't we? And you turn her into this moronic female character who's completely incompetent. Meanwhile, the rest of the female characters outside of Maria Hill on this show are ten times more incompetent most of the time. Like, excluding Migna when she's perfect in every way. So yeah, fuck you, S.H.I.E.L.D. Fuck you in the ass. Don't you touch my Xena again, because I am ready to come and break you, Jed Wheaton. And then and then the flashbacks show me a show where Edward James Olmos and Lucy Lawless are just running around fucking people up. And that's now, a better show! Now tell me you would not prefer Admiral Billadama and Xena fuck people up the, the TV series. Best show ever! He would literally just hand the Galactica to her, and he's like, hit somebody with this. Don't, no, no, don't drive it, don't fly it, no, hit somebody with That's it. So you can put Lucy Lawless in anything, and it makes it watchable. It's as simple as that. Hey, that. wasn't she even in that bird. Battlestar? Yeah. yeah, she was in Battlestar, too. She was and number she was three. She's a magic number. I love Lucy. But what S.H.I.E.L.D. did to her... I'm still not clear me. why she's not playing Wonder Woman. I mean, she's 60, but, you know, she'd still make it work. She's big enough and strong enough to physically be imposing next to Affleck and Cavill. Yeah. I need to believe that Wonder Woman can actually do something to Superman or Batman, not have one of them put their hand over her mouth and be like, I'm sorry, little girl, the men are talking, go back to your toys. Because if you try and say that to Lucy Lawless, she'll break your arm in three places you didn't even know were there. <laughs> And this is why Lucy's the best. Like, like what S.H.I.E.L.D. did to her yes. was just inexcusable. See, like, and the and writing for that whole bit was just, it was a tragedy. Like, I sat there and I'm screaming for a good, what, 20 minutes? And, you know, part of me says, just give Lucy Lawless, you know, let, let her play Hippolyta. Except, obviously, they've had yes. that role earmarked for uh, Linda Carter since Jump. Like, and that's fine. And I'm like, and yeah, no, that's fine. a great in-joke. You do that. Yeah. But there we go. That, okay. but still. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sam wants to kill me for saying that. I'm kind of afraid to come visit now. Look, look, all I, I wanted S.H.I.E.L.D. You. to be, all I wanted S.H.I.E.L.D. to be was CSI Marvel Universe. And it can't and, even do that. And there are episodes where it does that. Like, both Lady Sif episodes. Well, well, it, was going to, it was going to be exactly that, and then Winter Soldier happened and kind of threw the whole storyline to hell in a like, handbasket. Like, if you just gave me an episode of CSI Marvel Universe every week, I'd watch it. And I, I I wouldn't be deeply invested, I wouldn't care, but I'd keep watching it, and I'd say, yeah, that show's all right. But they keep deciding to sometimes have an ongoing plot, and it's just, it's, it's not good. It's, it's, it's haphazard. haphazard. They, they, they'll, they'll try to have three lines, no waiting, and one of those lines is always shit. Sky. Ward. Ward. Sometimes it's two lines of shit. <laughs> well, that's just it. Like, there's no consistency with the show because it's trying to do too much at once. And, like, you sit there and you go, like, if you had just condensed this into one running plot line, or one and a half, even, you know, people, I think, would have an easier time being invested without going, ooh, shiny, um, which is the problem with the show. It has, like, oh, shiny syndrome, where it just is like, ooh, now we gotta go talk about so-and-so. Okay. Where Marvel execs wanted somehow tied to the Avengers. And I honestly think, like Scott said, that it would make it interesting if they were covering the other stuff in the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. It was, we show, hey, this cool stuff that happens in the comics is happening somewhere else. 
Like, but it's not just it's like not like just put together a pool of D-listers and have them solve mysteries where the D-listers are the bad guys. Well, I think that's what seasons three is going to be. They already talked about how Sky's going to put together her own team of you know D-list Avengers or D-list powers. Oh God, Sky pretending she's competent. That's going to be uh, fantastic. Look, look and then there's your spinoff, by the way. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. over here, Sky Super Friends over here. And you know what? Sky Super Friends is probably going to suck. It's going to be the Great Lake Avengers. That's what it's going to be. Well, Actually, no, you know no, what? It's the Great, Great Lake Avengers is a fun book. Squirrel Girl is a yeah, I will watch that. I will watch that to see who plays Big Bertha. That will be my big question. <laughs> who yes. you cast and how? I'm sorry, but Squirrel Girl is too good for Sky. Wait, are they allowed to? Are they allowed to use Mister Immortal? Are they allowed to use Mister Immortal? Because technically he's a mutant. Oh, that's true. Yeah, same with Squirrel. But World. you can just I make him an Inhuman. We can just wave the magic wand, and boom, he's an Inhuman. It's oh, it's all you know, Windows fault. The same as every other time we need to come up with an explanation for genetic tampering. Okay. The High Evolutionary did it. Yeah. Wee! Uh, I love that guy. And Quicksilver not to be mutants anymore. Ta-da! No more yeah. humans. He waves his magic wand and Adam Warlock doesn't exist. What? Why would you get rid of I, Adam I Warlock? Crazy, oh, I heard a crazy uh, fan theory. I heard a crazy fan theory the other day. Oh. Adam Warlock is... Yes. Adam Warlock is the father of Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. It would work. I don't know if Warlock's a big enough a dick to really warrant Yondu saying it six or seven times in a movie. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's just going to be Jason Spartax. Yeah, like, they'll throw in Jason of Spartax. The, I've heard the theory that it's also Thanos, but that just brings us back to Thanos actually had genetic kids, and then I want to punch people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, We're back there again. And also, it, it'd, be it's nice if, it, it'd be nice if someone in space wasn't related to Thanos somehow. But that's yeah. easy. Think about it. Everyone's related. The problem is we can't use... Well, the biggest problem is we can't use half of our great space empires because they're owned by another company. Oh, yeah. Well, that could change considering that, we, that there's the still like a million Horror movie. Yeah, there's still like uh, a million other races they can use that are side shit. Nobody ever remembers. Like nobody brings up the Badoon. Nobody. Technically, oh, I think they can use the Wraith from Rom Space Night. They can, but they can't use Rom. Which means, at no point in my life am I going to head to a movie and be like, give me a ticket for ROM, motherfucking Space Knight. And that hurts me, you know? That, that causes me a level of legitimate pain. Look, give it five more years, and Disney will buy out Parker Brothers, and then it'll be, and then they can reprint ROM Space Knight as is amazing. good and proper. And Jim, let me totally go see it with you. Yeah. Rom motherfucking Space Knight. Because you got to put the motherfucking in there. And that will be the exact title of the movie. <laughs> yes! Like, Sam Jackson shows up and it's like, Rom motherfucking Space Knight. Have you heard about the Avenger Initiative? I'm down. <laughs> and he's just like, I've been killing evil in space forever. No, no, literally, it's this team. Uh, uh, Nick Fury sits down, Rom is literally interrogating him. Let me get this straight. You're a knight from space. You're a motherfucking Space Knight. That is my middle name, sir. That is, in fact, my middle name, good sir. The sequel will be titled Rom Motherfucking Space Night Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> of course. As good and proper. And then Rom, Rom, Rom Space Night 8 Track of Doom. Uh, Rom 3 will be Rom Motherfucking Space Night. Wait, wait, space. we're not calling it The Revengeance? <laughs> no, that's the fifth one. No. It's the fifth yeah. one. Or the sixth we're going to skip four. four that's the sixth one. <laughs> Wait, no, the sixth, the Sacred Stones is kind of Avengers 4. Yeah. In any case. We keep this going, and Disney's going to start plumbing the show for ideas. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and then we, sue us. They still owe us a... Warner Brothers still owes me a yacht full of money for Gotham. In any case. Yeah. <sighs> so final We come up with all sorts of neat ideas that people steal on this show, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, a final verdict on S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it's a poopy piece of crap, and they ruined Lucy Lawless. Scott! What do you think? One day, maybe it'll be almost watchable. But right now, I just... I I, 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 I derive a strange enjoyment from being actively frustrated with it. So I'm in for season three, I guess. So we're going to sit there and watch it and yell at it some more, aren't we? Well, no, I'll skip a whole bunch of episodes in the middle because I don't care that much. It's turning into Castle. <laughs> How did that happen? Castle's a whole other story. Mother of God. Yeah. In any case... Jeff, we 
we know you like it. It's okay. You can still come and visit, and I promise I won't yell at you. That's a promise. We will break. I enjoy it, but not to the point where I ever pay money to see it. How's that? <laughs> that is an acceptable answer. They said, hey, if, if that's the point where they say, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 is going to be on Netflix only. I'd be like, well, I guess I ain't watching that. I, I have Netflix, but I'm not going to make a, I'm gonna pick, make a point of not watching it. All right. I don't have Netflix, Come but is that something I'd pay to see? Dan and Jim. It's like, it's like House of Cards. I have that, and I just have it on DVD. I think it could be better. I think the biggest thing, like I said earlier, is the biggest thing hurting it is the fact that it's a network's time slot show, so it's got to be like 24 episodes long. And I think it would really work to its advantage to pull an Agent Carter and only be 12 to 14 long with a tighter story and not much time wasted on B and C plot stuff. Like, seriously, all this shit with Ward in, like, the last couple episodes, like, like you could just you just watch the show, especially in season, in season at the end of season one, after they, 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 they take down a couple people. I thought it was the season finale because it was just that big of a deal. And it's just like, Oh, no way. There's five more episodes. Yeah. It's not very good at plotting its climaxes. Climaxes. <laughs> On a scale of one to Deathlock, it doesn't have Luther Manning, so somebody else can watch it. Okay. So... God damn it, Luther Manning is Deathlock. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. But he was the only Buffyverse actor available, and he needs to be there to wank that fandom. But in terms of that fandom. Okay. Yeah. Give me Luther Manning. Let him fight Cap. Let him burn a hole through the fucking shield and actually show fear. I'm with Jim. God damn it, I remember the 80s. Okay. Um, so, Nick, speaking of Netflix. There's the crazy. Speaking of Netflix. Yay! Daredevil, the second great Yay! Marvel villain. The, the, the MCU has a second villain that's worth watching. It's got a fight from old boy. Nope. I, I'm not done yet. I finished it. I loved it. I looked forward to everything they did with Wilson. I've this comes out on Blu-ray. I'm buying this. Oh, definitely. Like, like I, I was skip shield. I'm definitely buying this. Yeah, I, I, I this want was all wonderfully of the behind well done. the scenes knowledge. I want yeah. all of. I want all well, of the features it, for this. The chemistry between Matt and Foggy on screen. Like, you genuinely believe these two are best friends. Can you believe that Foggy was from the Mighty Ducks? Of... Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the character interactions, the freaking cinematography, the old boy hallway fight. I mean, seriously. That was gorgeous. Oh, my God, that was so good. Like, I know from a production standpoint that is not one take. But, oh, my God, it feels like it. Like, but that's, someone is a God really is the good editor. Very clever cuts. Yeah. That's it. It is very, very crafty, crafty cuts. And even just the fact that Matt looks exhausted afterwards. Oh, even oh, at the really start, he's tired. tired. He's punk drunk, punch drunk. And then, then at the end, it's like, okay, kid, I will carry you. But after that, we both yeah, get a nap. I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll do that. Nap time. It's going to be rad. I love the fact that he just keeps getting the shit beat out of him. Like, nobody, even Winter Soldier, as much as Steve gets stabbed, it's like, shit, I done been stabbed. We're gonna put a little bit of blood on me, and otherwise I'm okay. Whereas Matt gets fucking cut to ribbons. He is, gets home, and it's like, dead. After the ninja fight, he is fucking pulled pork. Yep. Yeah. Like, if not... If not for that Murdoch ability to take punishment, he would be a stain. And that's happened a few times in that show. Yeah. Well, that's just Catholic. That's just good old Catholic upbringing. Yeah. Guilt says you're not allowed to die. I don't know. My favorite bits of the show, because I haven't gotten it yet, mostly been the flashbacks between Minnie Matt and his dad. Like, they're just so darling. And I, I sit there and I'm like, oh, I know your dad's doing something bad, but I still want to give you both a hug. Especially because his dad means so well. well Jack's, Jack's lovable. Jack. Yeah, that I'm actually really glad what they did with this, because at one point in comics, they tried to make Jack the bad guy. Oh. Like, they tried to shoehorn him in this arc where he was this abusive father, and they've backed the fuck away from that, and I'm really glad. I'd love to track down the writer who did it and smack him. I just, I, but, their interactions like, are beautiful. They really are. Like, especially yeah. where, you know, he comes home beat to shit in the second episode, and Minnie Matt's just like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll patch you up, but, you know, you could have beaten the guy. You could have won. Not really understanding, of course, that his father's throwing fights to pay rent. Pay rent. But I, I also think that having Jack be the good father figure 
uh, works really well by recasting Stick as the bad father figure. Yeah. But even then, only so much so. Like, as much as Stick tries to pretend he's a completely inhuman, I'm building you as a weapon, he wouldn't still have that. He would have he would like, have actually torn him down to band. nothing and done it instead of what he actually did. I think one of my favorite things they did was how they contrasted that with Matt and his dad with Wilson Fisk and his dad. And Bill, the man who seems to have this wonderful ability to be like, I'm going to be a good father. I'm going to be a good father. Oh, right. There's the part where I have to be a good father. Fuck that. I'm going to beat this kid with a bat. I actually think that like, was perfect. Every casting. damn time. Oh, so yeah. good. Like, I used to watch that guy on Law and Order. Oh, my God. Um, you know, so it's weird to see him not, you know, solving crimes and instead watching him on a show where he's playing, you know, mafioso. I'm going to, like, shove your head in the door and make sure, like, it bleeds to the point where, you know, I just giggle to myself afterwards. I'm... Wesley yep. scares oh, the crap that. out of me, actually. Like, it's funny. It's not Fisk that scares me. It's it's Wesley. Like, I watch it, I'm just like... Wesley is off. Like, oh, he just gives wow. me the willies. Well, Sam has not gotten to the bit where, uh, Miss G- Miss Gao really cuts loose because she's. Oh, Miss Gao just seems awesome and terrifying. She's Crane Mother. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I. It's an obvious call, but I'm stating it now. If she's not Crane Mother, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. Yeah. Well, she's. You look at Madame Gao, and it's you don't fuck with this thing. Like out of all of them, it's like the Russians. The Russians are dangerous because the Russians have self control issues, and Nobu is dangerous because he's a hand ninja, and Leland's not dangerous at all, other than his ability to pull money. But Madame Gao, there's something mysterious about her, and that she is scary. To where she was, if she wasn't basically the most threatening thing in the room, like you can't be an eighty year old Chinese woman. And just be like, yep, everybody's going to listen to me and show me respect. Because out of all of them, the Russians are probably just going to spit on you for the sake of doing it. And they don't, because they would die. Which they do, anyway. They do, anyway. Um, I mean, is anyone else just a little bit sad that uh, that the Russian mob was not tracksuit mafia from Hawkeye? I was so waiting. I was so waiting for a sub- subordinate to literally walk up and like smouth march some some dude. And just like, what? You going? To, what are you going to do, bro? Bro, you in trouble? Huh? You mad, bro? You got trouble, bro. In <laughs> severe, distinct lack of uh, tracksuit mafia. Yeah, I know. I haven't watched one episode of it because I don't have a Netflix subscription. But as soon as it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm buying it. That uh, is a good plan. You, or when you come and visit, we can watch it too. Yeah. It's fantastic, man. It is so good. Like, this gives me big hope for AKA Jessica Jones and everything else they're going to run. Oh, yeah. I want that instead of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, they've also greenlit Daredevil 2, which I'm like, okay, you can keep giving me these. Well, you knew that was going to happen. By the end of, basically by the end of the season, you knew full well they were going to push for a second one. They had to. Well, I think they could have left it there or or tied off any loose ends in defenders whatever that ends up being but you know yeah. what if like i think they were also just as happy to say if we like these we'll do more and so they will so i can't see them necessarily doing luke cage and iron fist seasons two so much as heroes for hire season one a continuation yeah. of both i like her but was fucking well, was a mighty duck <laughs> luke and danny work better in the same book than yeah. on separate stories Okay, so so Daredevil's like rad, and so we're going to get to another thing we're pretty happy about, which is Agent Carter. That would... And then the fact hey. that there is no persons of color on the show, which is very problematic. Agent Carter is fantastic. It's a super-duper white show. What are you talking about? I think the hilarious thing is... There was is that one the Asian guy that, like, in the Howling Commandos. He said two things in that one episode. It counts. Died. Uh, then he got shot. Yeah, I I think the hilarious thing about Agent Carter is it was it's so much better, and you could tell that it was done so much cheaper. Oh, like than like, Agents of Shield. Like, like somehow, they have three sets. Yeah, so, somehow this show has yep. negative budget. Like actors had to pay in. Like they passed a hat around the production team. So they could afford next week's episode. They made money off of all the Agent Carter lipstick they uh, sold. Which, let me tell you, the ladies, they wanted that. Agent Carter red. Like, 
there's the street level, then there's the office, and then there's the abandoned back lot, which is just the same back lot of the back studio lot that they just shoot at different a- angles. So, oh, this time it's a harbor. This time it's a parking lot. This time it's a back alley road. <laughs> and yet they managed to make it different enough every time. Hey, there was a fourth set. There was the automat, which they spent a lot of time recreating because I bet no one knows what an automat is. Good point. <laughs> Yeah. But my goodness, that show just is so much fun. Really well acted. I love Haley Atwell. Like, she just makes me smile just because she's so straight faced. You know, she doesn't laugh. And then you want her to laugh. I I'm too good for that. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Agent Carter, but I will say the same thing that Agent Shield had. There was a couple episodes in there that were just there to fill. Oh, yeah. The very beginning of Agent Carter, yeah. good. And the very end of Agent Carter was good. And there's a couple episodes in the middle. It's like, yeah, we could have just skipped that. You just ran out of ideas, didn't you? Yeah. I don't know. I like that episode with Cap's friends. That was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. No, high, definite high point. Definitely. I liked the Russian assassin ladies. I liked the Mesmer guy. I also, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I like that show ended and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came back. And I watched the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as it came back. And I'm like, man, I really miss Carter now. Like I said, I really think that the Marvel shows would work better in the British, like Scott said, in the British format. Short, six to 12 episode things. I kind of like that idea if we did it like Sherlock. Just make it, you know, three episodes, one big giant episode movie, and just do three or four of those a year. Well, like, if they do spinoffs, because they they said they want to do more. I know I get a lot of crap of this because I sound like a fanboy, but I want a Runaways show. I want a short 13 to 14 episode run that goes between seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. or between Carter and S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. I can see Runaways as a band of kids who have to take down their parents. That flashes me back to when I was young and I said I wanted episode 1, 2, and 3 of Star Wars. Man, like, like, given what they've done with the Runaways cast in comics, you know full well somebody would be like, well, you know, Dennis Hopeless writes them very well. Let's get him on board. And, and it would all they, just go downhill from there. And hey. they did a Big Hero 6, albeit in a whole other genre of it. Big Hero 6 is actually pretty characters. fun. Yeah. See, this honestly, is a great no, name. I want, Let's I want Runaways that. for a Netflix show, because then the sequel can actually be Avengers Arena. No one's with me on that, are they? <laughs> no, no. no they, well, the thing is, in order to do that, they need to do an Avengers Academy. Nothing. Nothing happens. Chris starts to die because the suit tries to kill him. He doesn't mysteriously revert back to being Chris Powell. Fuck you, Dennis Hopeless. I will burn your life to the ground. So no one wants... I think we triggered Jim. So nobody wants Avengers Babies plus X-Babies as a show? I would like that as a cartoon. Okay, no, that's different. That That's different. A-Babies versus X-Babies would be a wonderful cartoon. <laughs> I would I watch X-Babies on TV. Make that a CG movie. Now, you want to see some logistical nightmares, try and get that made. Jesus. No, they, they've got we the animated the rights everybody back. Likes they've got the rights for animated stuff back, so they could. I like that idea. Then why haven't they just reissued the 90s X-Men again? They, they did are. do a DVD a while back. I think it's on they're, Netflix, they're, they're doing still. a battle world. They're doing a battle world called 93 X-Men that is just a continuation yep. of the TV series. Remember but that? Yeah, but that same battle world also includes Civil War that's been going on for seven years. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. I'm not drunk enough for that. <laughs> I still haven't figured out battle world. I just know that Peter's back with his wife and has a kid again, and I hope they don't fuck that up. But I know Peter they will die well. well. He'll become Spider-Man it's, because he's on the cover of fucking everything. Superheroes it's, are it's allowed to He'll fuck it up somehow. Because we're all boisterous teenagers, and Peter used to be a swinging bachelor. Yeah. Even though he was never a swinging bachelor, Casada, fuck you! I will burn your life to the ground. <laughs> I need a lot of gasoline. I will be there with a book of matches. Okay. Cool. By the time Jim is done, there will be another gas shortage. <laughs> yes. Mad Max, here we go. <laughs> I feel like I should be happy that I don't know half of this Marvel verse crap. Because uh, it, it just sounds embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Okay. I I think. I think the one thing that Marvel does need to do that would give them a bit of a head start to DC, that they're starting to do it with uh, Spider-Man because they're going with the young Peter, is get more teenage heroes. No, what they just need now, to do is Brent keep running Kamala Khan because that's clearly the only fucking good thing they have. 
I mean, she has a bulldog. God, I want that as a show. Name Lockjaw. And it's the best thing ever. And it, it does what, teenagers. Was her battle cry? Biggin. And I'm sorry, but, like, best written teenager in a long time in a freaking comic book. They get that right, but seem to fuck everything else up. So, Marvel, I'm sorry. Like, got some work to do. Because right now, I'm still liking DC a little bit more. <sighs> Sam, have you been drinking tonight? Yes. No? I'm staring right at the beer she's yes. about to finish. I only had one. one is I'm just noticing that okay, whenever I've talked to Sam, she doesn't curse that much. As soon as she starts drinking... But we did enrage her with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the start. No, she she curses a great bit when I'm around. Oh, is, is that, that what it is? I tend to, oh, it, no, it is. You curse a lot when I'm around, but I swear a lot around. When you're around, she's drinking. See, no, it's just that... Yeah. I no. get you in the room, and I'm like, Jim, here's a beer. And then I'm like, also, Sam, yeah. here's a beer. Pretty much. Yeah. We just... Yeah. We so when I show up, you're going to give me a beer, right? Yes, there will be beer. Well, you haven't... He hasn't proven his personhood yet. He's got a front for beer. <laughs> I've got a front for beer. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Fine. <laughs> this is the worst slumber party ever, by the way, guys. Like, I'm disappointed. Uh, I am showing up in goddamn footy pajamas. <laughs> You know, I have not though. bought them yet, but I will. The no. My mother Please will no. probably be so proud of you. <laughs> do they make funny pajamas for people as tall as you, Jim? Yes, they do. They, I they, don't know. They brought back because there are five pajamas. pajamas. There are There's five a pajama box pajamas at H&B. Sure I, I am going to buy them from there, and it, if they don't fit me, it is going to be very awkward for everybody else. <laughs> well, if not, check on No, it's going to be awkward regardless. Okay, so... So, the, our last thing is Age of Ultron, which on paper no. makes sense. Jim's protesting no. you. On paper, a lot of it makes sense, no. and then in execution, it's just like, wow, really messy. I mean, it's fun, but it's messy. It's one of those, I love it, but it is problematic, and I feel like Joss Whedon was like a dog with a bone being like, oh my god, I was a good boy! Look, I did the thing! <laughs> and I was really Age of Ultron upset. tried to do... Age of Ultron so much like your dog, Joss Whedon hit me in the cross. Yeah. Yes. Joss Whedon's name uh, is secretly Dakota. Yep. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense. I will get to, I'll, I'll, I'll let you two go in a second. It's just, when you actually watch Age of Ultron, it really is like watching Joss Whedon be a puppy dog. Like, look, I did the, the shiny thing where, like, an explosion happened. And look, I did this. Like, I need a pat on the back. Like, and the movie behaves that way. And I think... Scott and I watched it while we were in Florida, and, like, a lot of people were cheering at the most obvious shit, and it was just kind of like, guys, guys, stop that. <laughs> so, okay, boys, now you can have your field day. Okay, from what I can see, what I see from the movie is there's a pre- it's pretty obvious in the first act a lot of shit got cut. Like, apparently there's a three-hour version of the movie out there. I don't know if I need that. But fifteen more minutes. I feel like this film doesn't need to. This film doesn't need to rival Braveheart. Yeah. Well, the thing for me was part of the Marvel universe. I'll buy the extended edition. The thing for me it was it was cool that they jumped right in with the action and everything, and, and you know had the right bits. It's like you know, can you hold the line? It's the Avengers. Well, can you hold the line? It's the Avengers. <laughs> and, and the whole thing with you know language, but like, after it that, is so like damn when they're creepy. when they're essentially. Everyone yep. is so clever yep. and witty, and they, they, they everyone kind of stops to mug for the camera after half the jokes. And it's jokes. really annoying. It is, it is annoying. It's not even funny most of the time. It's like, ha-ha, I said it funny. But Quipotron is going to destroy human race. Ha-ha! Beer Quipotron. Ha-ha! <laughs> but I think that my biggest problem was Ultron's creation and the way he acted. No, it James literally Spader. is like, hey, we found this thing in a stick. That's okay, let's plug it into a computer. Okay, suddenly evil AI. Hey, it spent five minutes on the what? internet and decided humanity had to die. I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with that. You go to Tumblr on one tab, 4chan on the other, you will wipe the species. <laughs> what the happens when you combine those web pages? The fucking Ultron. Earth. All right, when you combine those two web pages, what do you get? Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's be nice and let Jeff I'm not talk. clear how the Transformers didn't try and do this. Like, they shouldn't have shown up and been like, man, humanity's really good and our English is fairly solid. It should have been, you people are fucking monsters. We're going to purge your ass. Optimus Prime picks up a bit of satellite internet. Fuck it, we're nuking it from orbit. We'll pick yeah, up the, we'll pick up the Allspark. Here. We'll dig the Allspark out. Jeff, your turn. <laughs> okay, no one else going to cut me off now? No. 
Okay. I'm going to, but only when you're done. Well, okay. One more thing. <laughs> Thanks. Quit stealing my bits. Anyway. One more thing. I can Quit stealing my bits. Time. I stole that bit from Steve Jobs. Anyway. Um, the only thing I complain about this movie is you can tell at a lot of points during the second act they're all they're doing is setting up other Marvel movies. Okay, here's the setup yeah. for Black Panther. Okay, here's the setup for Avengers 3. Okay, here's the setup for Captain America Civil War. And here's this setup. And this setup, I'm like, come on, get on with the movie. We know you're setting stuff up. I mean, that, that whole thing, we were, all we were wondering was, um, who is, who is Andy Circus plan? Who is he? You saw him in the trailer. This is going to be really interesting. Who is he? Oh, he's a throwaway character, but he's going to be the big bad in Black Panther. So we got to wait for that movie. <laughs> Who's Andy Circus playing? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Too much at once. Like, I, th- there's definitely See, a bunch of problems in the middle. I think they could have. <laughs> problems. Yeah. Well, okay. There's there's that elephant in the room. It is a big elephant. It's a big green elephant. How about you explain it before I go into feminist rage mode? Okay, so I'm gonna go. Pink unicorn. Okay, so so on paper, it's an interesting idea to draw the parallels between Black Widow and the Hulk because they both have guilt. They are both monstrous in their own ways, and I think having those parallels build to a romance could be interesting. In a longer format, perhaps in a solo movie for one of those characters, but condensing it down to but ten minutes in the middle of this one, where it jumps straight to uh, baby drama, is bad. And not just is that, very bad. Let's put it this way: the fact that the connection between the two of them is sexuality is. I'm sorry, like there were better parallels to work with. She's KGB. Well, He's the Hulk. Well, no, like literally, if you want to yeah. have but that's her... how you make women work. It's always sexuality. No, but it, no, no. Like honestly, my my head in my head, I'm like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, no, you rewrite it like this. It's it's so obvious. Is you have them play up the guilt factor by having Widow flashback not to her training, but to her first assignment, a massacre in Sokovia. Nice yeah. little ribbon on that for you. It all comes together. Nope. No. Sterilization. Nope. Sterilization yep. is rape metaphor. The worst part that... Put her on a fucking bus while you're at it. Like, the, the worst part is the fact that they then had to make her a damsel in distress, like, immediately afterwards. It's like, why did you do that? And the worst part is, this is Joss Whedon, who generally doesn't do damsel in distresses, but here we go. Here's Black Widow. She's been kidnapped and beat up because, oh my god, the woman has to be kidnapped. Why couldn't Banner be kidnapped? That's more entertaining. <laughs> Because he would help you out, and that, would, gonna... that would solve all the problems, because the sorry. solution in any given Marvel scenario is to throw a Hulk at it. I'm sorry, that I is think inexcusable. Th- this is get me... It's bullshit. It this is, is going to probably give me crap, but I didn't see Ultron taking her as him being dick dastardly, tying her to a railroad, you know, tying her up and putting her on a railroad, waiting for the 310 to Uma to run her over. I'm sorry, but it, was it more doesn't of, need to be there. He wants an audience. Yeah. It doesn't need to be there. It doesn't matter. He likes, like, no, you basically he, emasculate her because you want her to be the audience. Go fuck yourself. No, that is not acceptable. Like, he can have an audience. He can kidnap plenty of people. He could have kept show around. Whatever. <laughs> but he had to mind control her. Uh, well, I think that was kind of thing. Yes, this Ultron's being the big bad. He's taking the girl, yes. And what's the first thing she does when her, you know, hero comes to rescue her? He, she pushes him off a ledge. Well, the thing was, they needed Ultron to take her because they needed Ultron. They needed Ultron to take her because they needed Black Widow to be the one to reveal that, hey, this is where Ultron's been working from. When, oh, hey, we destroy a Hydra base, but we leave all the perfectly capable of running equipment behind and do nothing with like, it. There, there's better ways of. There's someone could be a detective it. in that scene, and it's just as easy. And, you know, they could have done it that way and chose not to. Hell, they'd already had um, had, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver defecting. They could just walk them up to it, bro. It's just, I'm sorry. Hey, guys, where's he based out of? Oh, cool. Right on. Thanks. That was easy. It was just inexcusable. I'm sorry. Like, you don't go around and take Marvel's, the Avengers' strongest lady, and just take a big shit on him. You don't. Okay? And the fact that this is coming from Joss Whedon is exceptionally problematic. It really is. Because you know what? You give us shit like Buffy. You give us the ladies from Firefly. They don't need to be saved. Here's Black Widow needing to be saved by fucking Hawkeye. No. I'm sorry. Like, this is not cool. 
because she's a perfectly capable human being. And the fact that in that scene, they actually make her pathetic is just so problematic to me. And then you give her a bike. And then, even... then you give her a bike. And it's like, oh, we fixed it. Black Widow can ride a motorcycle and be badass again. I'm almost scared of any female stupidest little jaywalking to this whole arson and murder scenario. Why are they yelling at the Koreans in English? Yeah, I didn't get that either. Like, I feel like Black Widow speaks Korean. That's a fact previously established in Iron Man 2. Yeah, she should speak a variety of languages anyway. Like, There shouldn't be a fluency issue. Like, she should be able to yell, get out of the way of my motorcycle in Korean. You know, I'm just disappointed because Mark Ruffalo totally said on Twitter he wished that Banner had been the damsel in distress because he thought that would have been more interesting. And you know what? It would have been. Well, she was already kind of rescuing him. Oh, I know, but I would still think that, honestly, let's let's stop with this trope. It's a bad trope. It's a bad trope when you when you present a strong had... female character and then just knock her down to the point where there's no good reason for it, just for the fact that it's there. It's Lady Gaga had a really good story arc where he, she is his off switch. Yeah. Literally, like, she is the one person who can get him to stop without knocking him out cold or throwing him 60 miles into an abandoned warehouse where he can pass out under a pile of rocks. She's, she's like, they had it really strong there. And then they fuck it up. Yep. So hard. It's, and then just because I can't get Black Widow on a motorcycle as a toy, I'm equally pissed. That's frustrating. Yeah, that's the I other mean, thing. I mean, here's the thing. I'm not yeah, even... Give her a goddamn toy. That's just a marketing flaw. Here's the thing. I'm not like even that's... a big Black Widow fan to begin with. I'm not, because I actually think Scarlett Johansson's just boring to watch, truthfully. But I just found the way that she was portrayed in Ultron just... It was just problematic for me. Not just because she's a boring actress, because she is, but the fact that the character, the growth that they give her, it's just so superficial. And it, it doesn't feel like it actually organically works to the story. When she's with Banner, it's okay, but I don't believe that romance. I don't. I have a hard time sitting there and going, yeah, they're totally cute together. Well, I think... I and think I want this, to say they're cute. Well, here's the thing. This could have been the movie where they set up that they have a working relationship that yes. could go somewhere. And they chose not And then <laughs> a later movie can say, hey, now they're making out and they have to figure out their relative issues in a dating scenario. But again, they just go, they, they just jump straight in, and it's like, no, you don't have time for this. You don't have time to set up Thor 3. You don't have time to really s- set up Hawkeye's... You know, it's nice that Hawkeye, that Lindsay Weir got to marry a nice hawk guy, but you don't have a lot of time for his family either. Like, you, you don't have time to get all of these little things in place. And here's the thing, Jeremy without... Renner's a douche, but he was kind of adorable in that movie. I'm not gonna lie. Ugh, can't believe I said that. But he married, don't worry, but he we'll married, leave it in. He married Lindsay Weir, and you know what? It's a man of my own heart. I would marry Lindsay Weir, too. Uh, the, some of the... The biggest thing for me was they marketed this so much as, like, the Empire Strikes Back and the Avengers. And, and the two towers. It just felt like a. Yeah, it, it wasn't going to be Empire. It didn't stand a chance at being Empire. It, it just felt so much like, like, hey, we're just going to take the third act of the first Avengers movie and stretch it out to three acts. Yeah, you have to have your rotating camera shot. You have to have a bunch of meaningless dribble. I you did like that, though. I did like the cool, crazy action scenes. I liked the stuff with the helicarrier showing up and evacuating the people because that made them heroes. Because they held the line and they helped people. They didn't punch the villain through a building that still had a couple hundred people in it. <coughs> still. <coughs> oh, yeah. That one was definitely thumbing their nose. The, the, evacu- the whole evacuation sequence is a big thumb in the nose at Snyder. But I actually have one other problem with this. Vision. Like, he just shows up and everyone's yelling and it's like, oh, Hammer says he's cool. I guess we're going to let him. We're, we're just going to go do stuff now. I was confused by that, too. Like, I mean, Hammer says he's cool is a good rationale, but I feel like that's really abrupt, that whole chain of scenes. You play D&D. You know what it's like. You've got your main party, and then you got this buddy of yours who's like, maybe I'll show up, maybe I won't. So you don't really plan on him being in the campaign, and then he just shows up in your house, and you're like, fuck, shit. Guys, this is I see Phil. Phil, what did you make? No you made wizard. a robot? Fine. Uh, Phil, sit down. Guys, this guy walks over to your table. Uh, 
Gordon, he picks up your hammer, but nobody can pick up my hammer. Well, he picks up your fucking hammer. So now you know he's cool. Great. Now let's get back to what we're actually doing. God. Yes. That's, congrats. Vision is a D&D player who shows up once in a while. Yeah. Like, it, it, oh it would have worked. The entire movie was a shitty D&D story. It would have worked, it, like, totally worked, in my opinion, if it wasn't for the fact that when Tony and, and Cap and, and Steve are telling Thor, hey, you put the hammer in an elevator, the elevator still works. And it's like, yeah, they kind of got a point because there was the coat rack that was worthy in Thor 2. <laughs> hey, that coat rack comes from a long line of noble coat racks. It's actually derived from Yggdrasil. We just try not to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it is of the earth. So it's an elevator, yeah. I guess. Look, Otis is also immensely worthy. Otis makes but a lot of elevators. I think the other big thing... I just, was... I just want to see Kermit the Frog pick up Thor's hammer so he can be Frog. Okay. They can do that. They're I want that. I want that Ragnarok. I want Loki to screw around with Thor and turn him into a frog for five minutes. Yeah, you see Kermit on. Remember, they own the Muppets too. They're like, "What the hell did you do to me?" Picks up the hammer. It's on, bitch. <laughs> Actually, they can do that easy enough. Oh, I I could totally I, I could totally see Muppet Tom though. Hiddleston laughing over Kermit the Frog dressed up as Thor, and then Kermit just swings the hammer up and just knocks him across the room. You know, there's they're they're doing a new Muppets TV series. I hope Chris Hemsworth gets to be a guest. It just looks like the Muppets spin dried together with the Office, I'm okay which sounds that. hilarious. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's all it looks like. I'm like, where's my Muppet show? I thought it was Muppets wanna... meets the Office meets the real world. <laughs> no. Well, I think time to look. The Muppets has always had sort of a meta edge to it, so doing a mockumentary yeah. or a mock reality show with them. It's sort of the next logical step. I mean, granted, it should have happened yeah. ten years ago, but um, okay I'll watch it. it. We'll watch it. Well, wasn't funny. their last attempt at a Muppet show kind of a spin on late night, like Jay Leno and David Letterman stuff? No, no, it, it was it was still I sort of the vaudeville that. show. It was still the you know everyone has an act, and you know Fozzie's going to do a bit of stand up to start the thing. It's just that they had a hip new MC that was sort of supposed to be. A late, a, a generic late night host. Except no. he was purple. <laughs> he was purple, and I guess a crawfish or something. I don't know. But now that we've moved on to the Muppets, he was a stereotypical I, Jamaican guy, except for the fact that he was purple. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think now that we've moved on to Muppet scenarios, I think we're done for the night. Yes. Can I just say one thing about Ultron? Sure. Yes. Just one thing. I fucking hate Ultron. <laughs> I, I fucking it's hate James Ultron. Spader. Just, Everybody hates him. I love James Spader. No, you know Spader. what? I like James Spader. No, yeah, love I hate him. Ultron. I despise Ultron as a villain. I did not I did not want this movie to even exist. The moment they announced Ultron, I was like, nope, nope, you could have gone Kang. You could have guaranteed my ass in a seat. If you'd been like, hey, guess what? Next movie's going to be Kang and Conqueror. I'd be like, I don't care who writes this. You could get Whedon back. And I fucking hate Whedon. I would be there and I would watch it. And I'd be like, man, it's Kang. He's horribly written and he's quippy as fuck. God, I hate you, Whedon. But hey. I got me Kang the Conqueror, and I'm kind of okay with that. But instead, no. What do we get? We get fucking Ultron. I do want to bring this up because I've been trying to bring it up, but the, the one thing that bugged the crap out of me about Ultron was his whole father-son complex with Tony, and that there was nothing earlier in the movie to even hint at that. Like, it wasn't like they threw this blueprint for an advanced AI on a, on a crappy mind clone of Tony that had been trying earlier in the film and kept wondering why it was failing. And then got suddenly this greater capacity for thought and said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to impress anyone. I'm going to destroy the world. But this growth to what he is. Growth this is like, no, teenager. it wasn't even that. It's just like, oh, I'm evil because they need a villain for this movie. Yeah. Five minutes on the, the internet. If you had the capacity yeah. to destroy the world after five minutes on the internet, come on. But his intense hatred of Tony is what yeah, bugged like, me. Like, well, the daddy Tony out, left how much from bad? comics. How much bad stuff on the internet do you think there is about Tony? Probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't yeah. post How many things on Instagram. This is Tony Stark. Okay, maybe yeah. his Instagram is pretty shitty. But like, These I... are the sex tapes he wanted released. These are the ones he didn't. Yeah, no, I definitely think... <laughs> like, singling anyone out in that scenario is weird, and there probably needs to be at least one scene to justify that. It's... But again, th this movie's really messy. I mean, it has its fun parts, but it's messy overall. Yeah. After this, I can kind of see why Whedon had his meltdown with Marvel. 
Well, he also had, like, like it, a party of feminists after him. Well, he still doesn't blame it on that, but let's face it, a even lot of them before, did go Even him. before that, he was trashing the movie on its pre-release press stuff. You know yeah. that's what Whedon does, right? Yeah. That's like, go normal. back to Alien Resurrection, where everybody else is at fault. Every single thing that went wrong in that film was somebody else's fault. But anything that went right, well, that's Joss Whedon. He's just that fucking good. Fuck you bringing Colossus back from the dead, you son of a bitch. Oh. Seriously, I could do an episode on how much I hate Whedon. I know you I could. could. I'm indifferent to Joss that's Whedon, what but he that's does. just me. He's a product of Hollywood nepotism, and he doesn't take responsibility for his own failures. I can't stand that. Even if he wasn't popular or important, I'd still hate that, because I hate that in people. Fuck. All right. Well, we ended on a downer. Sorry. Um, go watch Daredevil. Yeah, apparently we... Yeah, just go yeah. watch Daredevil. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. Don't end on a downer and then go watch Daredevil. Daredevil will make you feel That's down, not, too. No. Yeah. Go watch the Mighty Ducks It might make instead. it worse. There we go. That way you get to see Foggy as one of the Bash brothers, which is my favorite thing ever. Oh. I totally walked up to Scott and was like, party! And he was just like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil the ending. They don't sit around a campfire fire and sing Queen. Fuck my life. Nope. No. It's okay, I'll still finish you the show. You sit around a laptop and drink. It's okay, I'll finish I'm the show. I'm going to watch Lewis and Clark versus Bill and Ted on Epic Rap Battles. Yeah, go, yeah that's the a fuck? good one. It's is amazing. that up? It is. All right. Catch you next time, folks. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike International 3.0 license. Visit sbopodcast.com for more shows, contact information, and show notes. Thank you.